Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Charlie Tart, Ph.D., was with us about six years ago on Coast to Coast, internationally known for psychological work on the nature of the human mind, particularly altered states of consciousness. As one of the founders of the field of transpersonal psychology and for his research in parapsychology, his primary goal is to build bridges between the scientific and spiritual communities, and not a lot of scientists do that, and to help bring about a refinement and integration of Western and Eastern approaches for knowing the world and for personal and social growth. My pleasure to bring back to Coast to Coast, Charlie Tart. Charlie, always a pleasure. Good to have you back. It's been a while. It's a pleasure to be here, George, and I was excited to hear you mention Bob Monroe's Journeys Out of the Body book. That's a fantastic book, isn't it? Oh, my God, I love that book, and just to, to realize that you had a part of that, I'll tell you a funny story about that. Okay. Uh, Bob Monroe was an ordinary American businessman who started having out-of-the-body experiences. So, of course, he went to his doctor to be cured, but (laughs) (laughs) the doctor couldn't do much. But he then finally decided he should write it up and try to get it published as a book. And he sent it off to an agent in New York who, who didn't do anything with it. So finally I said, let me send it to my editor at Doubleday and see what happens. Well... But my editor got it, he took it home, and he read the story about Bob Monroe's out-of-the-body experiences until he came to the chapter on how to do it, at which point he closed the manuscript because he was afraid it might work. <laughs> I, I, You know, it was just an amazing, amazing book. I mean, 21 years old when I read it, Charles, when it came out. Uh, it, it just it changed my whole direction of thinking. My aunt... Uh, who was a doctor of psychiatry, Dr. Shafika Caregula. I don't know if you ever came across her. Oh, yeah, I remember some of her stuff years ago. She wrote a book called Breakthrough to Creativity. She was into ESP and telepathy and things like that. So all this was coming at me at a young age, and I just digested it. So it's great to know that you were part of that. It's also great to know that you as a scientist are in this direction because a lot of scientists don't want to talk about this. You know that. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> and you wrote a book with our friend, the late Edgar Mitchell, the astronaut, too, didn't you? Uh, I can, I put a chapter in one of his books, yeah, but okay. I wouldn't give myself too much credit. <laughs> All right, let us get into some things here that have to do with what this is all about, first of all. I mean, you have been studying this for years. You're a very accomplished researcher and author, there's something very special and unusual about us as human beings, but something in the cosmos. There's something going on. People call it a God connection. What do you think this is that allows our mind, our consciousness to function the way it does? Yeah, that's a good one, George. I wish I could really answer it, but <laughs> <laughs> I wish you let's, could too. Let's work around it a little bit. All right. You, you might say to oversimplify, there are really kind of two views of what human life is and what our purpose in the universe is, and so forth. And one of them is the old one that various religions have had: that yeah, we've got a physical body and all that, but there's something spiritual or something not the same as the physical, and that's connected with higher purposes, God, mysticism, and whatnot. And then there's the modern scientific view, which has morphed over from a strictly scientific view into a scientistic view. 
And what I mean by that is that science is supposed to be a continual search for getting better and better understandings of things. You don't find truth in science. You find a way that is useful to explain things and let you work with them. But then you wonder, could it be a little more accurate, or is there a different way of doing it? Um, it, it but when your explanations start to become automatic ways of thinking, they become sort of like a dogmatic religion. Sociologists years ago coined the term scientism. You, know, you take the science of the time and it starts becoming an unquestionable doctrine. I've got a question for you. When you were a kid taking science classes in school, did anybody ever teach you about the theory of gravity? No. No. They taught you about the law of the gravity. The law of gravity. Right. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. When, when did gravity become a law? Was, was there a meeting of the Cosmic Assembly <laughs> or, or something? Uh, it's just an illustration that we stop really thinking about something and get stuck in a certain way. Now, we get stuck on something that works. That's good. But to stay stuck there forever, not so good. My big concern is that this view that the mind is nothing but the action of the brain and, of course, you're going to die and the brain's going to rot, and that's the end of it. That kind of takes an awful lot of meaning out of life. It, it sure does. Yeah. And, you know, raw science will tell you, when you die, that's it. There's yeah. no life after death. The brain starts, stops to function, and that's it. Yeah, I got a picture of a, of a decomposing brain I use in lectures sometimes. It's pretty disgusting. It but is disgusting. It's science that tells us that. It's scientism. It's take you know the physical sciences have been incredibly successful you know and I love it I'm a gadgeteer that's great but they forget that this is just the best we can do at the moment and we got to keep looking at stuff Charlie what was it that got you as a scientist convinced that this other part of it exists well, you know, I was very lucky that way. I was raised as a Lutheran, you know. My grandmother took me to church. You know, grandmothers spoil you rotten, you they know. They do. That's so what they're for. For her, it they're was good great. enough for me. And then by the time I got to be a teenager, two things happened. One is that I noticed that the adults in this church were pretty hypocritical about what they actually practiced. I mean, teenagers are very good at spotting that sort of stuff. And also, I'd really fallen in love with science and read lots of stuff, and so I saw stuff that claimed to be scientific that said religion is all nonsense, it's all an illusion. And I thought, well, yeah, that's too bad if it is, but they certainly have a lot of instances of crazy stuff coming out of religion. But very luckily, I came across books about parapsychology and psychical research, as it used to be called in the old days, and it said, you know, stuff happens to human beings that doesn't fit into this model that it's nothing but the brain, that it's nothing but material. We have evidence that the mind can do things that matter as we know it can't do. So let's be more open to the spiritual. That doesn't mean go out and believe anything that's labeled spiritual or religious. Lots of nonsense there, like in all areas of human life. But I think we could become more sensible about religion and the spiritual. We could test various aspects of spirituality and say, yeah, this is all right if you believe it, but it doesn't work except under certain conditions, and here's a better way of understanding it. I'd like to see 
people being able to be trained to have deep religious, deep spiritual experiences themselves, you know. Sure. I don't want to be good because somebody threatens me with hell if I'm not good. I'd much prefer to be good because I've known directly the the kind of mystical experiences that say we're actually a part of something greater. And, of course, we're related. If I hurt you, I'm hurting me. That's only sensible to be more decent. I'd like people to have those direct experiences, not just be preached at. Charlie, do you think people are generally born good and then become bad? I think for the most part, but, you know, it's hard to tell. You know, a lot of our Western religions started out with an idea of original sin, and, you know, that's something of a downer. You know, sir, no matter how hard I try, I'm basically flawed. <laughs> Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.